Hello and welcome to SAP and Azure Talk. My name is Ravi Kashyap. And I'm Nathan Weaver. And Ravi, it's just me and you today. Wow, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a life. slow day. <laughs> you know, Ravi and I oftentimes we get asked about how do we either do our research or or where do we find information? And and we thought it would be a good idea for us just to kind of sit back a little bit and maybe even reflect on how do we know what we know or how do we go find out what we need to know? And, and um, I'm not going to say his name properly. I'm, I should. But my old professor from University of Kentucky way back in the day, Yurik Yuramchek, I had a number of classes with him. And, and one takeaway that I always had is knowledge is not necessarily knowing the answer. It's knowing where to find the answer. And I always walked away with that as, hey, there's value in that statement. So, Ravi, as I reflect or as we reflect on that statement, let's pick a couple of topic areas of where do we go to find info? And obviously, other than our podcast, which don't laugh at me, Ravi, I actually do go back and listen to our podcast at time to make sure that, you know, if I'm researching a topic or thinking about it, I'm like, did we say something a certain way or how did we position that or, or what have you? Other than our podcast, Ravi, do you have a podcast of choice that you just like to listen to? You and our other 100,000 listeners, right? <laughs> I, I do agree with you. Information changes so fast, especially in the cloud world, that a lot of times when I'm talking to a customer, I go look up before <laughs> beforehand. Right? So talking about podcasts, the podcast that I like is called SAP on Azure Video Podcast. This is run by our colleagues in Germany, and they go into details about a specific topic. And what I like about this is not only they talk about it, unlike us, we just talk, right? Nothing showing. They do a demo of things too. You and I have talked a lot about Azure Sentinel and how Azure Sentinel works with SAP. If you go to their podcast, they have a demo on how it works, how the integration works, how do you take the Sentinel container and make it work with SAP? How about you? Yeah, I like that podcast too. Ravi, my favorite one that they did is where they really started to pull in a lot of information around Power Apps and the no-code, low-code stuff. I, I do like that one. Although I will say, we kind of talk about it being a, a video podcast. I'm using air quotes there. I tend to watch theirs more when I'm sitting at my desk and I pull it up on YouTube. That's kind of how I watch that podcast. My favorite one is we had uh, Evan on Evan Basilic on this last time, and he does a show with like four or five other Microsoft resources and kind of two of them pair up for each show, maybe three. Long story short, I, I think that they're up to like 400th episode. And I like their podcast because it's very similar to ours in that it's half hour long, maybe less. They touch on topics. They bring in speakers from Microsoft primarily to come in and really touch on topics. And look, I'd love to say I've listened to all 400 episodes, but the reality is, and what I like about that show is, is I can go and pick the ones that are interesting to me because, you know, we talk about it, Ravi, that, that SAP uses a lot of Azure, but it doesn't use everything. So I kind of like going to pick the show that I want to listen to, to get a little bit of information about it. I like finding more stuff out about Azure too. I remember it was last year, maybe they were talking about Azure Spot VMs and they had somebody from product group talking about Azure Spot VMs. And if you just go read about it, you're not going to have those insights. Right? So I do like the Azure podcast. In fact, I was there a couple of weeks ago. I actually listen to that show a lot with Don't Laugh at Me, other than our own show when I'm walking the dog. Um, but I listen to that show a lot when I'm mowing the grass. <laughs> I really do. I pop it in and listen to the show. All right, Ravi, let's get away from podcasts for a minute because I could spend all day talking about back to the whole Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and that podcast. 
Um, and I, I'm a big Freakonomics fan, so I like to listen to that one personal-wise. But talk to me about – I know RSS feeds and all that kind of stuff. Do you get any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I feel like I do a lot of listening, a lot of watching, but sometimes I just don't want to hear anything. I just want to read. And that's where these kind of things come in helpful. Azure has updates for everything. If you go to Azure websites, they have updates literally for every service, every preview they do, every GA they do. And the good thing about that is you can subscribe to the RSS feeds. So I have subscribed to a lot of RSS feeds and it comes right to my Outlook. So that's even better. I don't have to go looking for it. Every morning I read my emails and I see what else is happening in Azure. So I use that as a single window. When I go to my email, I not only I check my regular email, but I see what updates have happened too. So that's a really great resource for me. Do you do any reading? I used to do it. I used to have it. Like I'd get the feeds coming from Yahoo and I spent a lot of time looking at the like triggers on the finance side or the partner side for big announcements. And honestly, Ravi, I got so tired of my mailbox being full and, and I found that I was just ignoring it. Like I would never read it. It's like I'd see that it came in and I'd never read it. And then I'd get anxiety because I had a whole bunch of unread emails. So, <laughs> so I finally canceled going a lot of that stuff. And I find that I get a lot of that kind of information now from LinkedIn. So I would say that I spend less time having the information pushed to me versus me going and looking at LinkedIn. Because, look, I've got a lot of contacts that are on LinkedIn. So when announcements come out or, you know, there's usually a story or something published. And I have a tendency, I guess, to, I, I guess it's more of looking to my community of peers that I'm friends with on LinkedIn or connected to on LinkedIn to go see what's interesting enough to them where they would post something. And then I use that as kind of my launching point to go research that topic. So I would say I get a little bit more of that kind of information from LinkedIn. Yeah, I do like that. The fact that I like about LinkedIn is gives me targeted ones. You know, I don't have to go look at the hundreds of alerts to see what is specific to SAP. So I'm with you. Well, and I was going to jump into that, Ravi. Like, let's, you mentioned SAP. If something is kind of crossing your mind on the SAP side, what do you do? When I started my career in SAP, the documentary is to be not as good. And I give them credit that over the past couple of years, documentation has gotten a lot, lot, lot better. To that extent, I go to help.sap a lot, help.sap.com, and they have guidance not only for generic product, but as specific as you can get, right? Like the other day I was looking for, if you have a DR architecture wherein you're doing a HANA system replication and the DR box is smaller than the primary box, and that's called skinny DR, a lot of people like to call it. But I was surprised that SAP has guidance on that. If you're trying to do a skinny DR, how would you size the infrastructure on the DR side? And I was really glad that I found it, and Help.SAP has been my favorite website since then. I agree. It's gotten a lot better. And I will say, look, I've been, I've got the gray hair, Ravi. I've been doing SAP a long time. I've seen a lot of improvements there. You know, I can't mention SAP without, for me, always starting with the PAM. I always started kind of with the, the product availability matrix. But to spin it a little bit more, just because I've really only been doing the Azure stuff for a little over four years, probably five years now. I was in with hosting providers that were more of the private hosters, but you know, hyperscaler-wise, opening up the books and looking at Azure, I'm amazed at how much documentation we actually have out there. I agree with you that it changes really fast, and I kind of laugh about it because I was um, I was on a, on vacation last week, and when I landed uh, in Baltimore, because we flew in and out of Baltimore, and I had parked at a hotel, and we were taking the uh, shuttle back to the hotel, and there was a pilot in there. 
And lo and behold, there was a pilot. And then there was actually another lady who got on and she worked with the FAA. And they got into a kind of a conversation. And one thing that was really interesting is he was talking about all the changes that they have in their manuals, pilot manuals for the airlines. And he said it used to be when it was they'd get updates, they knew it came in paperback form and they could just kind of put it in the spot where they had to replace the documentation. He goes, now it's you get an email that says, hey, this document's updated and you have no idea what it is. <laughs> the, the, the point that I'm making is I think that you're exactly right that I, I find going back to the reference architecture, even on Azure and the Microsoft documentation, like before I have a conversation with anybody, it's like I always go back and look at it again because it could have been updated. And because it's digital, it's updated fast. There's a lot of it. And I find myself living in that space. Like I go back to it a lot. Yeah, similar to SAP documentation, Microsoft documentation has gotten so much better over the years. I remember three years ago, reference architecture was nothing. There was one diagram and there was one explanation next to it. Now they are like pages and pages of reference architecture. Yeah, and there's a lot of variables that go to that, whether you're mixing in a and F, do you have ultra storage? Are you using premium? How it's definitely interesting. And not okay, I am a technical guy, but I'm also a seller, so okay, don't laugh. But I actually found a lot of value in walking through the Azure Fundamentals training class. Like, I really got into the uh, what's it, AZ 900 for the uh -huh. Azure Fundamentals. That for me, coming from an SAP background to get exposure to, to the other components of Azure. I actually found tremendous value in going through that, and and it was great. I I have been certified as far as taking the test, so I passed the fundamentals test. I passed the AZ120 certification test, but I think I got so much out of actually just walking through the Azure training. Yeah, I totally agree. I like the Microsoft learning paths. It's kind of you can focus on one learning path and it tells you each and every detail about it, and you can take your own time. Talking about certifications, so there's AZ120, which is SAP on Azure certification. I did that way back when it was in beta last year. And surprisingly, it's been a year and a half, and they're going to update it in October, and there's no practice test for it. <laughs> Have you realized that? Usually, they measure a practice test for everything else, but there's nothing for AZ120 yet. Having said that, I'm a part of a group who is creating those questions for MeasureUp, and hopefully it will launch soon, and I'm looking forward to it. So, Ravi, let me ask you this. How often do I call you <laughs> and say, hey, buddy, I got I need some help? In that sense, talking to somebody is a great help in understanding for me, too. So now when you read the documentation, you interpret it in your way. And if somebody else reads it and he or she interprets it in their way. And a lot of times I feel like, yeah, you, when you and I talk, we can share our understanding and maybe one of them is wrong, maybe not. And then we come to a common understanding, which may be, as they say, two heads are better than one, that kind of thing. So I do feel like talking to somebody, whether you know it's a colleague or a friend or... You get, you're looking for a colleague, Ravi, right? And I know that for me, I, I'm smiling as I say this, and my buddy Troy is going to know what I'm talking about. Too. He's in my team, and um, there's times where I'll ask a question, and he'll just respond back with, uh, hey, Siri, or hey, Alexa. <laughs> like, like, it's common. It's available. Go look it up. <laughs> but, but I'm with you that a lot of times... Some things are open to interpretation. So I, I find it very helpful to kind of talk it out. So I'm I'm 100% with you, Ravi, that I think it's great to have a buddy system set up or a list of colleagues set up or connections or, or whatever. And I think that's incredibly important. 
And I will say, Robbie, how in the heck can we have a show about where to go for information and not mention this awesome book that's out there on SAP on Azure by the SAP Press written by Ravi Kashyap, the, the man. True story. I'm glad I got a chance to share my knowledge through it. I'll tell you, man, I still do have even some of my old reference, even some of my old books. I've gone back a lot of times and don't laugh at me, but even back in my ABAP programming days, I would go look <laughs> at that and, I don't know about you guys, but I shit, I still had an old booklet for VI commands for Unix. So, uh-huh. right? so keep some of that stuff, right? I still reference a, a lot of those materials. Nice. We talked a lot about how do you find information in the general sense, but I like what you were talking about earlier in terms of personas. If I'm a customer, do I have different channels? Or if I'm a partner, do I have different channels? If I'm a developer, do I go to GitHub? Do you have any more insights about different kind of people, how they find information? God, I didn't even think about GitHub, Robbie. That's another good, really good resource. I think is it is important that what we were talking about today was really, hey, I'm I'm just kind of sitting down and I'm trying to look at a topic. I think that we would be remiss if we didn't mention that, hey, if I'm a customer of Microsoft and I want to find out some information, you know, go to your account team. Your account team has access to all the inner workings of Microsoft that you could really go and pull in specialists and really talk about, you know, integration, whether it's SAP or data um, through things like Azure Data Factory and Synapse and all that kind of fun stuff or leveraging uh, integration topics or anything that we had kind of covered under the um, expand and innovate conversation around SAP for us. You know, leverage those resources that you've got available because I'll tell you, Ravi, Microsoft really invests in making sure that we've got feet on the street who can really help our customers leverage what is the best and and brightest of Microsoft. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Same thing for partners, too. I think I've seen partner workshops and partner training, and they're like different time zones. In fact, I joined one of the partner workshops, too, a couple of months ago because they had some information that I was interested in. Look, I'm actually, I'm, I keep acting like I'm so amazed, like everything surprises me, but um, Microsoft does have a very vibrant partner community. And I would say that Microsoft is very good about making sure that the partners are enabled with the right information. And the way I see that happening a lot is just how they, how Microsoft works with the partners to share things on the roadmap, right? A lot of it's under NDA for what may be happening and nobody actually like come, it's, it's like, this is what's coming, <laughs> and, but making sure that our partners are enabled to understand what's coming down the road from a roadmap perspective, there's tremendous value in that. So, you know, that reminds me, before I forget, I want to talk about it. I was reading an article and somebody was asking, like, if you're a basis person and you're choosing one of the clouds to learn, to progress your career, which one would you pick? And somebody answered that very beautifully. It said, I would pick Azure because Azure has the most documentation available. Azure has so many channels, like we talked about in the number of podcasts and updates. Azure has the best training. So I think that's pretty good, right? If you have to pick one cloud, you would pick something that has most information out there. And Azure happens to be the top one. Not that we are biased towards Azure or anything. <laughs> the one thing I'll say is that the people follow the leader. And from an ethical perspective, I'm sold in on what Satya is doing from a messaging perspective and, and leading the company from an ethical approach, whether it's, you know, the ethical AI and, and, and or just the approach that we take that we don't compete with our customers. 
and we're here to help continue to expand in other areas with our customer base, whether, and I mean like the health cloud or healthcare cloud or all the investments that we're making around the different industry clouds to be able to support customer base. I enjoy being here, Ravi. I'm not sure about you, but I like the direction that Microsoft is headed. And I do love the fact that we continue to get so much documentation out there. And it's it's all about helping our customers do things better. Yeah. So my parting thought of all of this, our discussion is Azure changes so fast. So information that you know today is obsolete tomorrow. So keep up with it. And that's why we wanted to create this episode to, to tell you how we keep up with it. And if you have any tips or tricks, or if you miss something that you follow, send us an email at connect at sapnagitalk.com. My thoughts on this, Ravi, I'm kind of interested in what do people want to see happen? I know we've talked about this a little bit that I personally, I'd love scale sets to actually work. I think you brought that up on the uh, the Azure podcast that you were on. Yeah. It's like, it'd be cool if SAP worked with scale sets. It would be cool if containerization became more of a thing to quickly spin up app servers. Or I'm interested to hear what do other people actually want? Like what's cool that you would want from a cloud perspective to make happen? Can you make that happen? Or are you just talking about it in a salesy way? <laughs> salesy. <laughs> but there's got to be reality behind the sales, right? Well, I guess the right answer is we can make that happen, right? Not you personally, but as we as Microsoft and we as Microsoft and SAP, absolutely. Who knows? I'm excited for the future. Let's say it like that. Yep. And, and I'm hopeful that we'll keep doing the documentation so everybody's enabled. Seriously, Ravi, what's the point of producing something if you don't make it available to people to be able to go use it? Yeah, exactly. All right, Ravi. Pleasure talking to you. Let's go. Bye-bye.